Hello and welcome back to another episode if you want to do what today. I've got Dex Penfold on and he is the founder of Dex Kitchen. Hi Dex, how are you? I'm very good, thank you Daniel. Daniel, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure mate. Well, like I said before we jumped on here, we've not really had anyone in this industry on the podcast before, so I'm really interested to find out how it works, how you got into it and what it is really. Shall I, shall I start from, you know, from, from the beginning almost? Yeah, let's go for it, yeah. Yeah, so so I've I've worked in food pretty much my entire career uh, and life, and I've always been sort of very passionate about food. Um, and yeah, the first job I ever had was in a Thai restaurant, washing pots and uh, prepping food. I um, love Thai food. That must have been incredible. It actually really was. Um, I think I think I quite appreciated it at the age of four. I think I was fourteen and fifteen. I think wow. I did two summers working there. Um, and, and I think I look back at it now and actually, you know, I, I kind of remember that that was at the time it was one of the best Thai restaurants in, in Wales. Oh, wow. um, and it was one, you know, had won a bunch of accolades across the UK for its authenticity and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I sort of, I was just working, washing pots and um, making a bit of money, doing something I thought I enjoyed. Um, mm. So, yeah, I kind of, that, that was my first introduction into the industry. And, and I kept from there, everything I ever did work related was was with food um whether it was working at a pub um just working you know on a, on a section learning um learning as i went uh whether it was learning how to stretch pizza and working in proper italian restaurants um i ended up out in france doing a what i planned to do a ski season and ended up running a hotel um <laughs> from a kitchen um, wow which was which is a, a pretty full-on experience um so yeah so every, every job i've ever had has been in in food and hospitality and that sort of um made me realize once i went to university um i went to go and do a media communications degree mm-hmm. no idea what i wanted to do and and you know i was also working in restaurants working in food still and just a way to make money is something i enjoyed uh, and then the sort of first job when i came out of university back working in a hotel working in a kitchen um and then i was working in restaurants to sort of enjoy my enjoy my time um ended up setting up uh ended up setting setting up a, a stand-up paddleboarding school with my best mate in north wow. wales um at the age of 21 um <laughs> so quickly learned how to run a business uh in you know poorly and successfully we we sold the <laughs> business for a profit which is great but the whole time i was doing that i was also working in restaurants so it was a pretty full-on time um and then moved to london uh, and and fell into restaurants once again, um, working in some of the uh, working in some larger sort of restaurant groups uh, in QSR, sort of getting a range of different knowledge of the industry. So you know, I didn't, I've not just worked in one cuisine, I've not just worked at one level, I've worked at lots of different levels, trying to sort of really broaden my understanding of the industry. Um, mm-hmm. And I went to work for a, a hotel at the time that was taken over by a, a small restaurant group called Cop Club. Um, and I ended up becoming their opening chef and was opening restaurants for them all over the UK, which was an amazing experience and yeah, wow. was also a head chef with them as well. So by the age of 26, I was a head chef running multiple restaurants, um, opening restaurants with big, big budgets, you know, working on big menus, working in menu development, um, and found myself very quickly, uh, doing a lot of things that I didn't think I'd be doing at the age of 26, 27, responsibility yeah. wise. Yeah, um, I mean, so you... I've been 25, 26, actually. Um, so, yeah, and, and, and I, I, I think I, I wouldn't say I got burnt out, but I wanted to explore something else yeah. um, within the industry. And 
found myself working in the supply chain. So um, luckily a school contact of mine uh, ran a very sort of high-end uh, food supply company called Wellux. Uh, ended up going to work for them as a business development manager running, I think it was 160 restaurants across uh, sort of London and the Southeast, mm-hmm. um, of which, again, massively out of my depth. Uh, knowledge of food helps and knowledge of kitchens helps, but dealing with some of the best chefs in in the country is also quite a daunting task, having them call you up at any time of the day, any day of the week, uh, screaming why their asparagus didn't come in or you know, <laughs> why their truffles weren't, weren't good enough and, and this. And it was, but again, an amazing experience to work with awesome ingredients and, you know, basically walk into the back of some of the, you know, my idols restaurants and, and, and sit down and talk to them about produce, which is really interesting. Very cool. Um, and then I was really luckily, headhunted to go and work for Deliveroo. Um, and I sort of jumped at the opportunity to get back into a kitchen in a slightly different environment um, as a development chef. And to be honest, that was the biggest turning point in my career right now because of the the, the business I was working for and the experience I gained from that. Um, tell me if I'm talking way too much. By no, the way, no, no, yeah, this all is of perfect. Questions. No, 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 um, perfect, yeah. And, and yeah, so, so I ended up going to Deliveroo and um, working as a development chef for them and we were there small team of us a big range of different um caliber of chef you know we had two or three um one and two mission star sous chefs that were working wow. with us um i had a more qsr and sort of uh, pub group background than they did um so there's quite a nice blend of us when it came to creating menus and we made uh, i think it's 26 brands over 10 different cuisines in total wow um and this was a you know a very very quick process in creating all of these brands to try and test them and and see what the market would do with uh see how the market could deal with like cross cuisine kitchens with uh, expensive food cheap food uh complex food simple food to make you know all the operational things that were required in kitchens like how we could stress test that and we basically made some really cool brands some really cool like virtual restaurants Mm-hmm. And the only sound delivery platforms. Um, and we also made loads of mistakes. Um, <laughs> and I think that's the the biggest, like one of the biggest things that we were able to do was we were allowed to sort of make those mistakes and really learn what was good and what was not with uh, that part of the industry. Sure. Um, and and then from that, I then sort of sort of progressed into a slightly different role within the business and was then um, almost like training building all the training materials for these uh, for these virtual brands. And then we were also scaling and launching those brands with, with partners globally. Um, so wow. we were going to uh, hotels, restaurants, pub groups, and giving them these concepts and, and helping them um, add additional revenue streams to their kitchens. Um, and this was all pre, pre-COVID. Um, mm. So it was still a very new industry and still a very um, unknown part of, of the food world which today now is, is a very common thing within restaurants i was going to say um, i'm completely unaware that this whole part of the food industry even exists so this is this is all new to me um it's mm. fascinating that you create menus and create restaurants and it, it doesn't necessarily go in my head and this is probably very naive somebody opens <laughs> a restaurant and they design a menu and they go you know, they, they get on they run that restaurant but that's not necessarily the case, right? There are massive groups that open restaurants. They they do different things. There's different business models. It's not mm-hmm. all just, you know, I've, I'm a chef. I've had an idea. I'm going to open a restaurant. That's not the case, is it? I mean, it's the case for some people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and for some people it works and for some people it doesn't. Um, 
uh, uh, I'd say there's less success in the people that just have an idea and think, oh, I like food. This I'm good at this. Mm-hmm. Let's go open this place. That's you know, there there is a need for experience and knowledge within the market um, to be able to succeed. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like there are there, there is there is lots of different ways in which it could be done, and the stuff that we were doing was so unknown to people. Um, but you know, the, the term virtual brand still is not a very common um sort of term within the industry mm-hmm. but sort of dark kitchen ghost kitchen um delivery only brands like they're what people sort of perceive as uh, i think especially back then where you know uh, food being cooked out of a trailer um in a in a parking lot just outside north london that's kind of how people perceived delivery food yes. to be coming yeah um whereas you know actually you look at it and, and how we knew there was uh purpose-built kitchens that could facilitate you know anywhere from six to 20 different restaurants um wow. 20 different kitchens that could run anywhere from one to six or seven brands out of one kitchen so That's suddenly incredible. you could one building a, a normal size sort of um industrial building would would be taking yeah would have 10 kitchens in there and each one would have an average of three or four brands you know there's a lot of restaurants sat in that small building um only available on delivery um and it, it means that they're able to really capitalize on a, you know, a low rent because they're using a smaller space um you know especially right now like having to spend less money on utilities like all of those things um it, it's it's a quite an interesting business model for people to sort of adapted to over the last couple of years it's um, really and- interesting to to sort of hear you say that as well because again i don't think anyone would have ever thought about this that's you know maybe people are thinking of going into the food industry and this is like you're saying this is pretty brand new stuff um, mm. and and even people you know like content creators like the sidemen are now looking at the industry and going oh actually we could have our own kind of restaurants and do this kind of thing as well so yeah. if people like that are looking at it it's obviously a really interesting exciting part of the food world yeah it, it is really exciting and i think i've been lucky enough that i've been involved in it for this part of the food world i mean generally the food world for a long time but this part of the food world for a lot longer than most people have that having that opportunity at delivery to learn all of those things and, and make those mistakes and be part of the industry from from the start pretty much mm-hmm. um, has allowed me to work with businesses all over the world doing this um with my consultancy dex kitchen um i actually was uh, i actually did all the food for the sidemen's brand sides oh, you did um, oh wow yeah, yeah oh cool yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, so I collaborated with them, I would have been, gosh, two, over two years ago now. Um, and, you know, hosted a few tastings with them, uh, allowed them to sort of share what their, you know, what they wanted to eat um, and their flavors. And the concept was a lot more complex originally. Mm. Um, it was a lot more chefy. It was a lot more sort of restaurant focused. We knew we were going to do delivery. Uh, and then, you know, there was, there was a lot of other parties that became involved within the actual um, process of it all. Sure. I ended up then working for those guys and then building the concept out alongside them. Um, but the food itself, you know, is there's still some of the raw stuff that that we did do two years ago, which is quite cool. Some of the sauces and some of the recipes that we, you know, that we delivered in a kitchen in uh, in East London for them <laughs> it, it are sort of still apparent today. Now, in, now they made in a central kitchen and distributed all over the world. Um, but yeah, it's cool. Like it's a really, it's a really. Um, quick adaptive part of the industry that, that people are really capitalizing on and and not just people who you know don't not not know food that's not the right term but people of any sort of industry and, and and any sort of background um that have that pull 
are able to use it, um, to, you know, to bring in sales basically through food, like what the sidemen have done. Um, sure. And there's plenty of other examples across the world of people doing that. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like, you know, I think, and not to put hospitality and food in the same kind of space, but when you're first at school or when you're at school or college or university, you don't ever really think about that industry. You maybe think, oh, you know, I'll go and be a chef or I'll go and be front of house or I'll, mm-hmm. uh, I'll go in and, and be a waiter or w- whatever they're thinking. But actually what we're talking about here is a really exciting other aspect to the industry that, I mean, you sound like you're an entrepreneurial guy, you know, you, you started a paddleboarding school and, and you sold that and you've worked in the industry for a long time. So it sounds like if you're, you know, into your food and, and you like your business, it's a perfect time to get into this kind of world. Yeah, it is. It is. And there's a lot of people do. I mean, I, I was, I'd always toyed with the idea of going to catering college and a friend of mine at school, he chose that route. We all chose university. He chose um, catering college, moved to London, did a, did a big stint in London working fine dining. And then now he runs a really successful catering business up in up in Yorkshire called Co-Catering. Um, and I always kind of look back to him and think, God, I kind of wish I went down that avenue um, to, just, to, just to learn the sort of the basics of that age. But, you know, at the same time, you know, we, we chat regularly and, and you realize that actually we're doing two completely separate things, but working in the same industry. And they're also so completely different. Um, you know, a lot of what I do is um, creating sort of food right now. I mean, I work with, with businesses all over the world doing different things. But from the delivery point of view, delivery food point of view, it, it's creating menus that can be scalable, that can be operationally simple um, and that can be delivered by pretty much anyone um, without and having consistency across every single restaurant that they go into. Mm-hmm. It's almost kind of like how McDonald's or KFC or Burger King would be creating dishes. They, they have to be streamlined simple and, and, and easy to do and replicate mm-hmm. um so you kind of really strip and simplify everything um which is sometimes quite hard for a chef to do because you're used to trying to do things in a process that you've been taught whether you're classically trained uh, whether you're sort of cooking a type of cuisine and then you're being told to really strip everything back and not make a sauce from scratch and use the best alternative um to, to really make sure that dish is 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 foolproof and consistent and mm-hmm. so yeah I, I think there's there would have been huge learnings from going to catering college at, at 18 um but at the same time i don't regret doing what i did i got to go to university and uh you know have a good time basically and do a degree <laughs> that i've not used well i'd say I mean, i've used elements of it but i've not necessarily <laughs> used it met some of my best friends at uni and you know like it, it was still a great experience but you then i just kept finding myself drawing back to food and quite clearly that's something i'm going to do for a very long time because it's uh it's it's something i'm still enjoying doing and and you know i've, I've luckily forged a, a business out of it somehow yeah i mean that's what you can ask for right but mm. as as you know you started this this dex kitchen yeah what was the decision sort of process around starting that and what you know were, were you nervous or did you think you actually you know i've got all this experience now i know the right people in the industry i'm just going to go for it yeah i mean it was kind of a, a very um quick decision um we were in uh, when the when covid hit in march 2020 um we'd obviously all gone into a lockdown and everything was changing and one of the biggest things that was happening in the food world was restaurants couldn't open physically so they had to open virtually um and we were inundated at delivery with uh requests for brands whether it was uh, to create new brands whether it was to use our current brands that we created our virtual concepts and i sort of 
a deliberate as a business went through a lot of changes that year the the, the divisions were sort of shrunk and divisions were merged and all of this sort of stuff and I just saw it as an opportunity that that I knew that what we were doing as our team and our team was sort of dissolved slash merged into another team I saw it as an opportunity to go out on my own and do something do something that we were already doing as did quite a few of my colleagues interestingly we all kind of went and did some similar things um and my first client was absolutely nothing to do with food delivery um so I sort of fell into something that it fell into the consultancy work, as in working for, working for Dom's, Dom Kulzatig, uh, who was the founder of Street Feast. Um, okay, yeah. And I did some really cool projects with him. Um, we did a virtual food festival where I was calling up all of my restaurant contacts and trying to get them to create meal kits with us and do food delivery for through this virtual um, festival. Wow. Um, and then I opened a restaurant with him, um, did a food market with Selfridges for food trucks, uh, arranged all of that. <laughs> um and and i worked with some incredible chefs we brought in two really really good chefs uh to the tram shed um which was a sort of i think it was nine months in total um in between leases don got the the rights to the actual uh, restaurant with the iconic tram shed um in shoreditch mm-hmm. um which has the the cow in the in the box i can't remember I can't, that's really bad i should really remember what that's called um <laughs> Uh, used to be the Hicks restaurant and, and we got that for nine months and we brought in some really good chefs and did some really cool things in there. Um, that was a really cool experience, you know, opening a restaurant from kind of scratch in a way. Um, you are living a I'd... food lover's dream, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I that do look back cool. at it sometimes and go, yeah, that's actually pretty cool that I got yeah. to do that. <laughs> um, and yeah. And then, and then I sort of started to find some clients that wanted to do food delivery, uh, creating these virtual brands um, and, you know, that gave me the opportunity to get more creative, get in the kitchen again properly, developing recipes, developing menus, um, developing end-to-end stuff, helping out, pulling in all different other contexts that I had when it came to branding and marketing, when it came to social media, all of that. I was able to then build the network of these professionals within their own fields. And now when people come to me to ask for this, I'm not just, don't have to do it all myself. I pull in the experts that can do all of those things and I focus on what I'm good at. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm, I'm lucky that I've built a small team of consultants that I can rely on. I've got two really, really good chef consultants that I work with on creating and, and executing these uh, these menus with clients. Um, and yeah, kind of stem from there. I work with three or four of the biggest virtual brand businesses in the UK. Um, work with two out in Dubai. I had a Japan uh, a client in Japan, um, Australia. Looking at different people around New York. Um, wow at the moment and yeah it's like it's been it's been a real whirlwind and a, and a really fast fast paced uh two and a half years is what it's been i actually sell yeah so did a, a networking drinks on uh tuesday night mm-hmm. celebrate two years of dex kitchen and oh wow like 20 i think i think i knew about about 20 30 people and i think 18 people turned up which i thought was a hell of a good yeah a, a good go um especially with all the rain that was happening in london um and that was a great way to like really look back and see um, you know how much I've done over two years and who I've done it with and, and those people are still there supporting me whether they're past clients current clients future clients um, and it was really nice and I sort of good to do something like that because I don't get to do that often you know I don't get to look back and see what I've actually done because it's it's fast-paced you know it's hard it's yeah it's it's hard work running your own business and, and being oh, we've got a five-month-old son so my oh, partner wow. is at home looking after him every day and I'm there you know trying to 
go out and hopefully not lose any clients. Um, so I can <laughs> still bring some money home. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's been it's been a, a real whirlwind, but like an incredible experience to that I get to look back on every now and then and, and really see, you know, how yeah, maybe I am living a food lover's dream. Um, yeah. But you got to work hard for it, you know. You got to yeah. you got to put in the hours for that sort of stuff. I, I'm sure there's you know you have your good days and your bad days, but hundred percent. I mean, I'm just really interested by this because I think, like we said earlier you always think of, of the food and, and drinks industry as, as one thing. And we're talking about a completely different thing. And to me, a very exciting thing where you can combine your love of food and your love of this new kind of business that's, that's mm-hmm. coming out of nowhere. Now, anyone listening to this and thinking, do you know what? I'd actually really love to do something like that. Is there a clear cut career path or how do you even begin to go into this? Um, I think that for me, I think, learning both sides of that learning food and learning business through experiences was what, what how i've done everything but there's some extremely you know extremely successful people out there that have completely chained in industries and followed a passion and because of their knowledge of other industries so someone that works in finance or banking might be really into their food and their passion is there for them to go and create a food business or or uh, you know an industry create a brand or a restaurant or something just because of their passion their knowledge from another industry can massively aid it and i've seen success with a lot of people doing that i don't think you're necessarily you have to have all of the experience in everything that you're doing i think that you i mean that's where i'm quite beneficial that they hire people like me to help them do those things um but that's the thing i kind of believe in is finding the right people to deliver those things um i do think there's um more opportunity um in succeeding in something that you're passionate about as well and lots of people within the food industry lots of people that that cook in kitchens it's a lot of the time it would start as like like it did for me it was is a way of making money it was easy um you know you don't have to talk to anyone do much you just get given a section a knife a chopping board and off you go um and it's a really easy thing to to either fall into but it's also a really easy thing to fall in love with and 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 find your own passion through it um so i think in a way there's not really a, a, a right or wrong answer to what you're asking i think it's i found that having a passion and shared experience in both of those things allowed me to do what i've done yeah. um but i wouldn't write off anyone else who is passionate enough about getting into food mm-hmm. that they would be able to use their other experiences to really benefit um what they did yeah, no, that makes sense. And for you, what's been the biggest positive um, throughout this whole kind of journey? You know, what do you think, sit there and think, wow, that, that was fantastic. I'm, I'm so glad I did this. Um, I think uh, I'm the sort of person that, um, and, you know, we, we, you got in touch through LinkedIn. I'm the sort of person that even if something isn't important or relevant, I will still get in contact with that person or respond back to that person. So I think uh, being open and being honest and sort of sharing your experience and knowledge is crucial in this sort of thing. And I, I, I kind of like to pride myself on the fact that if someone gets in touch with me and or wants some help or something, I will do my best to to help them. Um, so I think like for me, yeah, being able to, to always be there and, and sort of respond to people has always been something that I've been quite passionate about doing. Sure. Um, and that and, and the main reason why that is important to me is because that's what brings me new business you know that's what lets people know what I'm, that's what people that's how i let people know what i'm doing and mm. i'm able to sort of 
then share what I've done, my experiences, and then benefit from that as well in the future. But okay. you know, there's 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 people I've worked with I've charged absolutely nothing to. You know, um, people I've come across that I believe in what their product is, and I've put in lots of hours for them free of charge. You know, like because I'm passionate about what they're doing, I want to see them succeed. Um, but I couldn't do that. They wouldn't be able to succeed if people like me couldn't do that for them. And I feel like you know I've had that from other people. I've had that support from from mentors and and, and people in the past that I've mm. been able to, you know. I'm glad that I can go and do that myself. But I think not turning down opportunities for me has been um, the, the biggest success. And, I, you know, my partner, Ella, who's supported me this entire time doing this business, um, she's the one that's always also pushed me to do that and to not say no to a meeting and not say no to um, a new opportunity. Um, and, yeah, I think that's it, it, a lot of it's driven from past experiences, um, you know, upbringing, education and um actually grafting and doing a job as well yeah um but still like you've got to have the energy and the support to be able to go off and say yes to everything and and eventually you know if there's enough yeses that happen and something comes of it so yeah i think being open and being honest and um available to people has been a, a big benefit to, to where i've got to today sure and on the flip side of that what's been the biggest challenge you face so far um i think I think working virtually a lot um, mm. has been a big challenge, but I think something that I've had to really transition um, quite quickly into. Obviously, we all did that during during lockdown, and, and I mean, I was launching two or three concepts in Australia in Melbourne um, while sat at my uh, my uh, kitchen table in Shoreditch. Wow! Um, so quite quickly, when 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 all of that hit, we all kind of learned how we could actually train and and um, deliver how to build recipes and uh, how to make things and how to operationally succeed in a, in a concept from a computer screen. Yeah. Um, so I learned quite, quite quickly. Um, I, I still think there's a um, been a big challenge um, to do that all the time, um, which is why I've got people on the ground that can um, deliver those things. Um, I recently, recently moved to uh, Auckland in New Zealand um, where my partner's from and we come back every couple of months to the UK for work, for family, that sort of stuff. Her family's wow. here as well. So, so there's, that's been, a, would say, a hard transition, but also at the same time um, makes you really think how much you can actually get done on the wrong side of the world uh, yeah. when, you've got clients, when you've got clients in the UK. But yeah, again, that's why my network and, and the people that I work with and consultants that I'm working with are so important to my business on a day-to-day um, to be able to deliver and be there in person. But I'd say, yeah, biggest challenge is that the whole virtual working. Um, but yeah, I think that's I've, taking working from home to another level, isn't it? Jeez. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've <laughs> said, I, said this, I say this to clients a lot. I'm like, if I can, you know, help you succeed and, and do what you want me to do when I'm 13 hours ahead, um, I think I can do it in person um, <laughs> or even from only six hours ahead, you know? So yeah, um, it shows that you can do what I do from anywhere and, and, and travel and uh, enjoy stuff. I mean, we're, we're not we're not been traveling much at the moment obviously but sure. um you know it, it's yeah that's been a big challenge the whole virtual aspect but i think i've really um i feel i've done a good job in in, in really capitalizing on it and, and doing uh helping people helping my clients actually succeed from from anywhere yeah no definitely and would you still go into this industry knowing everything you know now um i that's a good question i think because of the passion I have for it, I think probably yes. Um, 
I think it's a harder industry to get in at the moment because of, especially in the UK with the, the whole, um, the actual hiring of chefs and the recruitment process and the food cost um, and all of those sorts of things is, is, is so different to how it was a few years ago. Um, it doesn't look very attractive for some people. Um, but I think for me, it's the passion within food that, that would always drive me back to this sort of industry. Even if it wasn't directly in restaurants and, and being a chef, I still think I'd be involved in the industry in some capacity, mm. um, for sure. Well, Deck, it's been an absolute pleasure hearing all about your story. It's genuinely been really fascinating for me. Um, I'm a big foodie, so I think what you're doing is is really cool, really interesting. And thank you for taking the time to have a chat. Yeah, thank you so much. It's been uh, yeah, it's been nice talking about myself. <laughs> <laughs> and where can people find you and your business? Uh, so through LinkedIn, you can um, look for Dex Kitchen on LinkedIn or Deck Penfold, which is myself. Um, or I've got an Instagram as well, Dex Kitchen. Um, yeah, and or my email address, which is on all of those platforms as well. Brilliant. Thanks, Deck. No worries. Thanks a lot, Daniel. <laughs>